This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser from Bloomberg Radio. Real estate stories definitely popping up constantly on our radar today. One about office vacancies in Manhattan jumping to a 21st century record as the COVID-19 pandemic froze new rental deals and sublease openings soared. That caught my attention. Also, Virtu Financial, they're heading to Florida. So we've seen a wave of financial firms setting up bases outside Manhattan. And then earlier this month, you had Goldman weighing plans to house a key division in South Florida. So a lot going on. Meantime, BlackRock is a really planned planting its feet firmly in Manhattan and still plans to move its New York City workforce to new offices in Hudson Yard. So just some of the yin and yang going on. Let's get into this with Daniel De La Vega. He is president of One Sotheby's International Realty. He joins us on the phone in Miami. Daniel, so nice to have you here on Bloomberg. So what are you seeing in terms of the migration south, which isn't a new one, but it does feel like it has picked up some momentum as a result of COVID? Thank you, Carol. So happy to be on. on nice to have you, you today. here. So thank you. Thank you. So like Colony, like Virtue that you guys just mentioned, it's one company after another. Blackstone just signed a 41,000 square foot lease. Starwood is doing their 144,000 square feet on Miami Beach. And we're experiencing something that we've never experienced before, quite frankly. And we've always had the no personal income tax. We've always had a lower corporate tax rate. We've always had no state income tax. But because of the pandemic, because of these companies realizing that they don't have to be all the time in these offices, they're all relocating to South Florida. And it's been a boom like we've never experienced before. And and I don't really see it slowing down in 2021. And it's incredible to be living here and seeing this happen. Well, what's interesting, though, is that I think it's fair to say that there are a lot of people who work at New York financial firms that like living in the New York metro area. They like New York City. They like the New York City suburbs. So I do wonder about, you know, in terms of the people who are moving down, um, is it everyone? We heard from the Goldman Sachs CEO uh, earlier this year that he expects by the end of the year to see his workers back here in uh, offices in New York City. So who is it you know, moving? Is it smaller boutique firms? I mean, you did mention, uh, I think it was, did you say BlackRock or Blackstone that's actually moving down? Blackstone, Blackstone. So, so you're seeing right now divisions of some of these larger corporations. So Goldman's going to move their asset management department, or at least there's rumors that they're going to move it. So I guess they're dipping their toe sort of here in the sand, no pun intended, to see if they like it, to see if they can actually attract a, a good talent pool. But we, we are seeing it happen more and more, and, and we really uh, believe that it is going to continue. And yes, some of the smaller, we, we, we're seeing this movement now of tech firms, and some of the tech firms are smaller firms, although some of the buyers of some of these residential property, properties are large, ta- I mean, very, very large uh, tech executives like Keith Rabos, who's with PayPal, Square, LinkedIn, et cetera. He moved from San Francisco. So we're seeing a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting to see. Um, having said that, there's great cities like Miami. There's great cities like Chicago, like LA, like San Francisco, like New York. Do you anticipate as someone who follows um, the real estate market that we're going to see a demise of some of those big cities or not necessarily? Maybe there's a little bit of a, a rework for a little bit, but ultimately when we get on the other side of this, what do you expect? You know, what we've predominantly seen is New York, the tri-state area in New York. And and again, it's a little bit of both when I say what I'm about to say. You've got a lot of large hedge funders, investment bankers that are moving down and saying, this is temporary. This is a three to four year move for me because I need to be in Manhattan. 
private equity deals are done in Manhattan. They're done out in the Hamptons in the summer, et cetera. So that's where I need to be. And unless these companies dip their toes in the sand, really like what they see, and then move the entire organization, I think you will see a bit of that migration kind of heading back north as things start to um, normalize a little bit. But look, for us, it's great that they're coming, that they're realizing what a great place it is here in South Florida, and that they can actually work here and operate out of here. And I think that the way we're operating as businesses will continue to be a bit more virtual. I think that Zoom is going to be something of the future. And that is the way that transactions are going to take place and everything's Mm. moving to a more tech platform and it's just going to embrace everything that's happening. Who's buying properties on a global scale right now when it comes to South Florida and the proper and the, and the markets that you play into? Oh my God, it's so many people. So it just went public today. Uh, we just brokered a deal for Randy Gerber and Cindy Crawford on North Bay Road on Miami Beach, mm-hmm. which was pretty interesting. For a home, uh, I'm assuming residential for, here. For, yeah, for a residential home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, same with Tom Brady and Giselle. They bought an Indian Creek, which is great. And we spoke a little bit earlier about Goldman Sachs. I mean, those are celebrities. Right? We spoke a little bit earlier about Goldman Sachs and uh, Douglas Sachs, the managing director there. He he bought a home for $12 million on Miami Beach. Um, John Oranger, who's the founder of Shutterstock, he bought a home for $42 million on Miami Beach. Sam Nazarian in the hospitality industry just closed on something in Gables Estates in Coral Gables. So it's all industries celebrities, everybody. It just seems like, you know, South Florida is the spotlight of everything. And we've spoken about Miami, but it's really happening in Dade, Broward, Palm Beach, all of South Florida. I mean, Miami-Dade County year over year is up over 30%, Broward 42, the island of Palm Beach over 50. So you're blended at over almost 35% throughout South Florida. And this is on single family homes and condominiums. Um, So the increases that we've been experiencing are crazy. And it's We've had almost like this reset, Carol, of pricing. I mean, you've got homes mm-hmm. that are up 50% in some of these luxury neighborhoods, and you're looking at these houses that are now trading for 20, that pre-pandemic, you couldn't get 10 million for them. And it's just become the new norm. And we've had this this now reset of pricing that that is what the numbers are. So it's, it's incredible. I mean, yeah, yeah there, there's some deals over 100 million that are going to be done before this quarter's over. You're talking about residential? Or no, you're talking about Res- commercial. Wow. No, residential. Residential, yeah. I well, mean, commercial is on fire as well. We run a commercial firm that's called One Commercial. I mean, the demand for office right now is strong. In the Brickell downtown corridor, you've got triple net numbers around $45, $64 a square foot. $45 to $65 a square foot. That's the range. Um, and there's over, I would say, a million square feet right now in demand for office space in these areas. So it's not only people buying these these residential homes, right. but they're also looking to move their headquarters Daniel, or at least divisions within these corporations. Daniel, is it a trend that would have happened if we didn't have COVID or is there is this the COVID factor? I think it's the COVID factor. Okay. I, I, I really think it's the COVID factor. Like I said earlier, I mean, we've always had, had you know, a strong migration from the Northeast, from Canada. We started to see a little bit of Californian tech to service Latin America, et cetera, but it really is the COVID factor. I mean, in March and April, we didn't know what was going to happen. And then come May, June, July, which are typically our slowest months, they were our strongest months. We were up over 190% in July alone. So it happened and it happened very quickly. Well, and when I, you know, when I kicked this off and we started talking about who's buying and you said, you know, a lot of people are buying, um, it used to be a lot of, I feel like, 
foreign or non-U.S. investors and buyers? What are we seeing from Europe? What are we seeing from Latin America? What are we seeing from Asia? It's pretty dry. So we traditionally, especially in our new condominium division, we saw a lot of what we would call flight capital from Latin America. And that has just dried up because of everything that's happening in the respective economies out in, down in Latin America. So we we have just seen the domestic buyer. I mean, and because of, you know, the low interest rate environment, we've also seen a lot of refinancing. So that's, of course, helped sort of spur the market forward. But it's really been the domestic buyer from the Northeast, from California, that's been relocating here. Boston, Washington, Chicago. We just did a deal. We're representing 1000 Museum, which is in downtown Miami, Zaha Hadid building. We just did a deal mm-hmm. for $15 million, over 1500 a square foot or $16 million, 1600 a square foot to a buyer from Chicago. So it's just, it's, it's, it's incredible what's happening. So, okay, I'm going to just kind of, put a if you weren't in Florida and this wasn't the market you were playing in right now when it comes to and selling and and uh, working with and um, if it wasn't South Florida or Florida where would it be that you would want to be working in me in New York City I think that there's see I, I, I go to New York City often with my family for business etc we love it and my wife and I this year were talking about how sad it was she does a girl's trip actually every Christmas to New York and they couldn't yeah. go and then some of my buddies and I were talking on New Year's about when, when, when is the right time to go back to New York? And I hope it's very soon. But from a business perspective, I heard you say earlier, and I agree with you, prices, especially on the condominium front, on the new developments, have not gone down the way you've expected them to or the way we've expected them to. Yeah. It's helped kind of firm, and you are seeing some deals get done, 30, 40 million. But I do believe there will be opportunity. Uh, and I think that it's, it's, it's the, it's the intelligent thing to do to be investing right now in Manhattan. Yeah, that's what people have said. It's great opportunities. The median price of previously owned homes uh, that changed in the fourth quarter, just down about 1.5% by Miller Samuel. And, you know, just looking at those Manhattan home shoppers, people who are selling are not cutting their prices at this point. Um, Daniel, so great to check in with you. Um, be well, and, and hopefully we'll check in again uh, throughout the new year. Daniel De La Vega, president at One Sotheby's International Realty, on the phone from Miami.